Hey fam, in 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle through education. Now, during my trip, I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. Sandrine's family had faced struggles, but their grit and their spirit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical care. Now, I want to invite you to join me on this journey, this incredible, transformative, redemptive journey. For just $39 a month, you too can give the gift of education. All you got to do is visit africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students awaiting sponsorship. Thanks. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Well, let me just say this. This episode is powerful. I get to sit down and chat with my girl, Jackie Hill Perry, and we went so incredibly deep. We talked about suffering. We talked about what it's like to try to heal and also have hope and grit in the midst of it. And one of the things that we talked about that I want you to lean into is this idea of the difference between just getting over something hard that you've been through or choosing to get through it with God to really decide that you're going to focus in on what has been breaking you and you're going to be honest about it. And instead of choosing idols to numb you for temporary fix, you're going to go to God, an invisible God, and have faith so that you can actually have authentic peace and not fake peace that the world brings. There was one point of the episode when I was crying and I said, man, it's those moments when you're curled up in a ball and you're crying and it hurts that you say, God, help me. I know you're with me. And those are the moments that make your relationship with God real. Last thing I want to encourage you in is a a part of the podcast where we said things have to die in order to be resurrected. There are some things in your life, some things in your story that you actually want to just die. But just know that death and those things mean resurrection to come by the power of Christ. So listen, lean into this episode as much as you absolutely can take it all into your heart and your mind and your spirit and if at any point at all you're like man that really touched me i want to encourage you to share it grab the link text it to somebody post it on your social media share it whatever you need to do because the truth is we all need to learn how to suffer well and find jesus right in the middle of our pain let's dive in fam (laughs) 
Hey fam, it is Tony Collier and I'm excited, okay honey, because we are doing this podcast thing right now. This is episode two, I still can't believe it, I'm still in shock. And I'm even more in shock at who I have as a guest today. I really thought she was going to say no, but she said yes. And lo and behold, I have Jackie Hill Perry on the Still Coloring Podcast. Jackie, how you doing? Hi, Tony. <laughs> Why I would miss- I say no to you? Like, we didn't just have uh, tacos. I mean, you're right. We did have tacos. You did watch me drink queso. And uh, I'm I grateful did. for that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> I was excited. And I, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I didn't realize that you was the GOAT, man. I, I really did not. And I told a few people, I said, yeah, I'm doing a podcast, man. Uh, you know, I got Jackie Hill Perry. People were like, What? And I said, people think little of me, okay? <laughs> they was so they said, you got Jackie to be. I said, I mean, yeah, I think we friends. I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> I am excited. And you are a big deal for the kingdom. And I'm I so guess grateful. The, the Lord is kind. The Lord is kind, honey. Yes. Listen, here was my most favorite thing. I don't know if that's grammatically correct about prepping for this podcast. I went on a deep stalker dive, okay? Mm -hmm. I did. The first thing I realized is that you have 19 kids, okay? I do. Or four. 24. (laughs) 24 of these kids. You have a big family, and you also have the capacity to be incredibly smart, like incredibly intelligent. I I watched your videos. I read parts of your books. I said, this sucker here is amazing, (laughs) It, truly. And then I was like, okay, how are we going to navigate this conversation? Because on one end, you know, we want this podcast to be about like really, really hard moments, really hard moments of your story, how you process through it, how you found hope and grit. But at the same time, I think there's going to be guests. And I said, I think because we, this is season one, maybe we don't know. But I, I think there's going to be moments where we have guests who can share hard parts of their story if they choose but also create a space and environment for people to really heal and grow. And I think Mm -hmm. you're one of those guests. I think that's what's about to go down, okay? That's good. And so here's what we're going to do. We are going to talk about healing journeys, but we are going to talk about something that I really do believe stunts our healing journeys. And I think it is when we put idols in place. And for those Mm -hmm. of us with trauma and anxiety and abuse and all the things as a part of our history and our story, we numb and we typically numb ourselves and numb our pain with idols or things Mm -hmm. that become idols. So that's where we're going today. I'm excited about it. Jackie, here's the first question, man. Can you tell me maybe just about a moment, okay, in your story where... You were in a valley where you felt broken. Um, because there's so many valleys. Um, I guess a really important one that was like mad pivotal is my conversion, because I, I think that can exist as a kind of valley. Mm. Uh, seeing that, like, you know, I'm this young girl, 19 years old, a slave to all of my passions, mm. whether that's anger or you know, marijuana or uh, lesbianism, pornography, uh, rage, irritate, Mm. like just whatever I wanted to do, (laughs) I did it. Right. 
Um, and there was a sense of like freedom attached mm. to that, but no peace. Ooh. And so I think when like the Lord like was drawing me to himself in my room, like it was kind of this, oh, wow, I'm a sinner. And this is why yeah. there's a lot of evidence. Yeah. You do this. You don't love the Lord. You don't. Da, 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 da. And I think sometimes uh, when you come to realize that you are a sinner and therefore you have sinned against God and therefore there is justice due, mm. there's hopelessness there. Right. There's sadness. Like it's like, oh, wow. wow. I can't work myself out of this hole. You know, I can't. I'm not good enough. Right. Ooh. And so I think there was this sense in which it was just like, oh, man, like I'm going to hell. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. It's not funny, but it's like you get what I'm saying. Yes. Like that's, yes. That's a heavy weight that a lot of people in the church actually live in constantly. Yeah. Um, but I remembered John 3, 16. Mm. And I think it was important for me to remember that when it says whoever, whosoever believes it meant mm. me with all of my baggage, with all of my idols, with all of my sins. And so I bring up that story because I think that all of us have those moments consistently throughout Christian life yep. where God reveals a thing, yeah. says, hey, this is your coping mechanism. This is your idol. Mm. And sometimes instead of repenting and replacing the idol with the truth that we believe about God, we just find another idol to cope with the idol that we're trying to get rid of. For oh example, instead... <laughs> Okay, I am convicted. <laughs> for example, I think this is a this is a temptation for people that grew up in church, where God shows you yourself, mm. shows you your heart, shows you your idols, right? Mm. And instead of repenting, turning, and trusting in God, mm. we trust in self righteousness to fix us. Oh God! So so we turn in on ourselves and say, oh, okay, I just got to do better. I just got to read more. I just got to get in ministry. Mm. I just got to do. And it's just like, nah, like what if faith is resting in what Christ has already accomplished and allowing that to do the work for you? So that's so. Yeah, that's I don't know the if that thing. The that's the thing. Yeah. Listen to me. I know I'm going to be smarter once this episode is. I, I, I know it to be true. Okay. And I, okay, I'm a, tr for, for the simple minded out there like me, okay, here's what I just heard you say and unpack. Number one, there are more than one valley. There are mm -hmm. more than one. I, I'm going to just, I'm going to ride with that one. I like it. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> we are processing through multiple valleys. I think that was important. I just wanted to hit on it because mm -hmm. I think what happens in the Christian walk is that we say, man, I've, I've been through a hard moment. I went through this at when I was eight. I went through this when I was 16. And that should be it. But the mm -hmm. truth is, we are really processing and carrying, even as Christians, multiple valleys in our life. That's the first oh, yeah. thing I heard you said, okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second thing, I'm trying to help somebody out here who was like, Lord, help me, okay? <laughs> the second thing I heard you say is that when we are processing through our valleys, whether it be addiction, for whatever that looks like, substance, um, whether that be an abusive relationship, betrayal, trauma, I mean, all the things, abandonment, when that happens, we have a tendency to try to cope through mm -hmm. our own righteousness, mm -hmm. which is ultimately points us to the things that only our human righteousness can cling mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. in our flesh 
which ultimately are idols. Because this is the thing. Come this on. is the thing. Tony. Come on. Come on. Valleys. So if if we framed valleys as trials. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or, you know, seasons of difficulties, which could be functioning as a test. Mm-hmm. Those are the times and the moments where you are that much more tempted to find an idol yep. as a way to cope and soften the suffering. And so that's, that's. Stop. It's, 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 here's what happened. I know, okay. Soften the suffering. The suffering. I just that's, what we, that's what we want our idols to do. Okay. Can we go deeper? Why do we want to soften the suffering? Because we don't like pain. Hey fam, it's Tony. Listen, I wanted to take a moment to share a very special connection that God created in my life several years ago. In 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle by equipping its young people with education. Now, you know, I love a good story where people are empowered to overcome their obstacles and their brokenness. Now, my trip that summer was a bit overwhelming, but honestly, it was in the best way. I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. They face struggles the same as you and me, but their grit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical needs and other care. My connection with Sandrine and to Rwanda has grown over the years as I've watched Sandrine grow too. Now today, you can transform a student's life in Rwanda through educational sponsorship. Listen, for just $39 a month, you can give the gift of education, the gift of a future, the gift of hope to a young person who has just been waiting for someone to lean in. If you're ready to make that difference, if you're ready to lean in, Go to africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students who are waiting for sponsorship. Listen to me. It will change their life, but it'll change yours too. Thank you. We hate pain. And if you, if you, if you think about a lot of the sins that we've acquired, Mm. it's only a means of coping with pain Mm. and trauma. You know, whether that's bad relationships, yeah. whether that's uh, alcoholism, whether that's Netflix. Some some of us engage in Netflix to inordinate degrees because we don't want to have to think mm. because the numbing is a way to not deal with what? Pain. Pain. And so the I think the task for the Christian is okay. how can I trust God enough where I'm not always trying to get over something, but I believe in him to get through it. That's the, that's the tension. Cause that's what trains you. That's what sanctifies you. Yeah. That's what grows you. That's what matures you is to get through it. But we don't want to get through. We, we want to get over. Get through, we want to get over. All right. Yeah. I'm going to stop us right there. What's the difference between getting through something painful and getting over mm-hmm. something painful? Yeah. So I think getting over, let's say, uh, for example, uh, my father, he <clears throat> really inconsistent in my life, you know, mm-hmm. would show up, show up one day, be gone the next. Every time he showed up, it was weird because he would say, I love you. And I'm like, 
how <laughs> like where you know, <laughs> like I, I i just that's news to me and getting over would be to mm. what's the word act as if it doesn't hurt Ooh. no it's cool it's cool like you know it is what it is like i'm straight like, you know what i'm saying like it it, which is a coping mechanism. I'm living in an alternate reality in which I actually don't feel anything, which is inhuman. Mm. It, it's, 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 it's like you do feel something. That's why you're trying to make it seem like you don't. So that's a that's a getting over it. Mm. Getting through it is acknowledging this hurts. Mm. I feel I feel abandoned. I feel rejected. Ooh. I feel like 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 my if my father doesn't love me, who will love me? And then Goodness. in Christ, I say, okay, what is the truth? The truth is I am love. The truth mm. is I am. The truth is, is that God has sent his son to re reconcile me back to the father. So I have a father. Come on. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And so getting through it doesn't numb the pain or lessen the pain, but I acknowledge the pain and I cast that care on the Jesus. Ooh. So then he helps me to walk in power. So I don't allow my traumas to kind of make me into this heathen. 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 So that's a whole nother thing. Which like, is a whole other thing. A bunch of heat. We're gonna heat get underneath some heathenism. It's some like trauma. I, I underneath it. heathenism <laughs> is trauma. Heathen <laughs> with a with a D. Oh hell my <laughs> Heathenism. Heathenism. Yeah. Write that you know down, that. Webster. You in seminary? You know what I, I mean. am in seminary, and I do. Know. <laughs> and I, I do know it, and I was it. Come on, somebody. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Okay. All right. Wait. What's the cost of getting over it instead of getting through it? Ooh. What does that cost us? Authentic peace. Oh, I just want to cry. Authentic peace. Because God peace. wants us to have real peace, not fake peace. Being drunk is fake peace. Oh. Being high is fake peace. Having sex with somebody that's not your husband, that's fake peace. Because it leaves immediately. Yeah. Like now we we want that peace that surpasses all understanding and mm. that only comes through faith. And so I think that's the cost of and I think a consequence is just our own maturity. Like if we're always finding really cheap substitutes to get through a hard thing, yeah. then we never can mature and actually look like Jesus. Jesus being the one who uh for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, right? And mm. so I don't know. I think wanting, I think we need authentic, real, lasting peace, but we also need to look like the God we were made for. And to do that, we have to go through it instead of just mm. trying to get over it. Good Lord. Okay. Ooh, I'm breathing hard. Let me tell you why I'm breathing hard. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I, this is for someone listening. I think I just want to say this. I know what it looks like to numb, to just get over something and to not have authentic peace. I mean, I, I just want to say you haven't heard my story. We're going to have a bonus episode. You'll get to hear my story. But your girl, I mean, I was twerking, popping, smoking. OK, I don't I just want to make sure y'all know this is not us saying you need you need, you need, do this, do this, do this. It's like, no, 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 we tried to numb. Mm, we mm -hmm. we really, I really did from the age of, gosh, I think I was 14 when I got high the first time, mm. all the way up until, now I'm telling all my business, good Lord, 24. <laughs> and I got saved mm. at 21, hello somebody, okay? Yeah. I got saved and I was preaching and teaching 
from mm-hmm. 21 to 24 and mm-hmm. smoking okay somebody Jesus. <laughs> somebody was like Ooh, somebody in my youth group was like wow okay we knew she was a little crazy but we didn't realize she was high <laughs> um so this authentic piece that Jackie's speaking of, it's I, I, I just want to make sure that you know as you're listening to this, this isn't something that we're just throwing around. Not this is real. something that we try to fabricate in our inauthenticity. And and now we're saying, no, really, it's not authentic. Twerking mm. in the club, like, you, you going out, you sweating out all your edges, okay? Mm. Okay. And you're being promiscuous and you're lusting over somebody else's man and you are taking shots until you can't feel your top lip. Like it's not going to bring you authentic peace. Mm-mm. So I just want to say that to the people. Yeah. Okay. God, God has God through his spirit and through his church mm. has so much more to offer us than we uh, give him room to do. Yeah. All right. I got a question, man. Do you think that it is harder to get through it with God, to get through our suffering, to get through our pain, to get through our trials. Do you think it's harder or easier? Harder. Mm. Because the uh, the appeal of idolatry is convenience. Oh gosh. It's 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 easy. It's available. Mm. It's quick. It's tangible even, you mm. know? Like like when somebody is suffering to tell them to wait on the Lord who will renew their strength. But get this, you're waiting on a God that's invisible. My idol isn't invisible. It's right in my hand. It's, it's a dude that can, I can FaceTime. Right. So it's like, I I think that's the part of the difficulty is we, God doesn't work on our timing. He does not relieve our suffering as quick as we would like, Mm. but he also is not visible to us. So it's also a challenge to our faith because it's like, man, I'm, I literally have to place my hope in something in someone where I don't know where my help is coming from. Unless I believe the Bible that says your help is, is on the way. Okay. So what do we do in the invisible waiting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, You read a lot. Okay. Read a lot of Bible. Yeah. Read a lot of Bible because the 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 devil and the flesh, they are really really good at having mm. you imagine things about God that aren't true. You know. And so like in the process of you waiting, you start to make up things about God. He doesn't see me. Mm. He doesn't hear me. He doesn't, you know, he's being cruel to me. He's being mean. Like all these things. That's not, mm. that's not scriptural. That's not what the Bible says. And Come so on. let me, let me build up my Rolodex about the person of God. No, he's God. a strong tower. He's a rock. He's a king. He's a Lord. He's, mm. he, he, he's a lion and a lamb. Like he cares about me. Right. Like yeah. he, he create, like, you know, like you got to have context for faith. Yep. You've got to have some, some resources. And I think out of that, then you pray, even if it don't feel true to you. It's just like, all right, you said you was a strong tower. I need help to believe that. You said that now. (laughs) I need help, Father. And then you put yourself around some people, some community. Shout out to Jenny Allen. You put yourself around some people 
that can uh, constantly affirm that. Yeah. Because God, like uh, in second Corinthians one, Paul talks about how God is the source of all comfort. But the interesting thing is that like, he talks about how it's, how he went through something, God comforted him mm -hmm. and now he comforts them. Yep. And so oftentimes when we want to be comforted, God uses his body to do so. It's not some magical pill from on high that we find comfort. Mm. And so you really, you pray and you put yourself in community and all of those work together to help you endure. Ooh, child. Here, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little pause again. I'm gonna speak to the listener. I wanna acknowledge that whatever it is that you're carrying into listening to this episode, is painful and it sucks and it's hard and i've said this before on another episode the healing journey is not linear and it uh. is painful and i've said that so many times but i don't think i've provided the proper context and i think you put language to it here jackie by saying and here is why it's painful uh. because you're waiting sometimes, you're suffering, and you are searching after and working towards an invisible God. Mm -hmm. All while you're carrying the earthly pain that you have already Crazy endured. Pain. Yeah. And now you still have to endure it and yeah. wait yeah. on the Lord. Yeah. And I just want to acknowledge that because <laughs> <laughs> I just... Because I just brought myself, I'm like, okay, after divorce, after I transitioned from a toxic church, the, all I wanted to do was, a, was just go after a quick fix. And I remember a year into the quick fix, twerking all over everybody, I was, Lord, running through Atlanta, okay? After, after all that, when I decided to go to counseling, mm. to chill out on flirting and all the things, and drinking... It like it's like it hurt worse, mm, mm -hmm. and I was like, "But I'm in counseling, mm -hmm. but I'm heck at least trying to meet with the Lord. Mm. Why does it hurt worse?" Yeah, and then there was a breakthrough, and I think I want to talk a little bit about the breakthrough because mm. I think even the word is sexy. But mm. it's not this like epiphany. It's not this moment of, oh, I made it. I'll yeah. never have that temptation again. Yeah. Am I right in saying that? Jack? Like, is it a moment or is it like maybe one step? I think it's both. Because mm. I, I think I think people do have those those moments where an idea or a or a truth about God in relation to you and your circumstances clicks. Mm. Yeah. You know, but that's also not enough. Like, yeah, it clicked, but there's still some work to do. Oop. And there's still some pain, you know, because the, the, the truth is, you know, if somebody has been sexually abused, you could have Come on. 500 breakthrough, breakthroughs. But, you, but then, you, you know, you get with your husband and sex still feels unsafe. Ooh. Does that mean that the breakthrough wasn't real? No, I was real. But you still got to, like, believe that thing. <laughs> you oh, know what I'm saying? Like, goodness. it still takes time and so i think that's the lamentable part about being human in this world is that there's just always suffering which could mm. lead you to be cynical and lead you to be hopeless mm. but i think that's the beauty of being reminded that no we have a resurrected savior which means that all will be made right again one day mm. and that resurrection power is alive in me 
And so I can be constantly overcoming, even if it's in degrees, those degrees are still better than nothing. Woo. I think even if it's in degrees, listen, <laughs> it's hot in Atlanta right now. Okay. Not when is. you think about, when you think about like 99 degrees and then you're like, Ooh, 98. Okay. It don't feel like it's nothing. Yeah. When you think about that one little degree, it don't seem like it's much because you're still sweating. Okay. Hello. <laughs> but it is something. Okay. <laughs> Just okay. <laughs> when you said the degree, I said I, I want to make sure somebody got that right quick. You're you're a nut. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm gonna go back in. How do we hold suffering and not become cynical? I read somewhere that cynicism is the absence of hope. And so I, I think that's, I think what I said about the resurrection, I think is important mm, is that, you know, cynicism does not believe that things will ever be better. Yeah. And that that's, I think we have to acknowledge spiritual warfare in this Yeah, because th that's, that's a demonic idea. Yeah. Not saying that you're demonically uh, uh, possessed. It's to say only the devil would lead you to believe that there's no hope when Jesus rose from the dead. Can you realize how ridiculous <laughs> that is? <laughs> like that Jesus overcame sin and death. And yet the devil's convincing you that there's no hope that there's no life that things don't change, that things don't grow, that the tomb ain't empty. That that like that's one of those lies oh from the goodness. pit. You just have to flat out resist and be like, nah, like no. Romans six, like like I can overcome. You know what I'm saying? Like there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. To him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all ever acts or think according to the power that worketh. Like like scripture is hopeful. It, it listen to how it ends revelation 21 and 22 that, that like we are going to be in a new heaven in a new earth tribes tongues and nations all glorifying mm. god if that don't help you to have hope i don't know what else i can i say. don't know i just want to repeat this line for somebody <laughs> only the devil would lead you to believe there's no hope after the resurrection as if jesus did not flat out get up get <laughs> he got up <laughs> what did you say we celebrate up. we celebrate easter every day hello not just april not every day just in april mm -mm. not just on the sunday mm -mm. every day i love this you know i heard this quoted um i've been living by it probably for the past few months it said resurrection has no power without death mm. and mm. I love that because I just felt this prompting from the Holy Spirit that was like, this is what we're saying. This is what the hope and grit is about. It's the grit that we need to endure in the waiting, in the suffering. It's the hope that we know that in Christ, death leads to resurrection. Mm, the death of our true. idols, the death of our hard situations, the death of choosing earthly idols mm. to help us numb and heal and the resurrection of putting God in that place and watching mm. him overflow it. Mm. Oh, this no, is that's just, good. I have this. That's chills. important. Cause don't nobody want to die, <laughs> you know, but I think metaphorically speaking, we, 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 we don't want anything to die. Mm. We, 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 
I think because we were made for eternity, we want everything to be eternal. And that's just not, that's not reality, right? And so we want our relationships to be forever. We want our joy to be forever. We want our money to be forever. <laughs> but Let it be ebbs- long, God. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so there's, sorry. There's ebbs and flows and every- there's many deaths all the mm. time, you know? But I think what you said is is huge that like things have to die for things to resurrect. And so it's just it's just the process that we got to go through. And that's OK. I just I feel convicted, but righteously Good. because I, I I mean, truly, Jackie, like this is why you're such a gift to our generation, because even when I look back on my story, I mean, I have been through some healing. Like I have went on and healed and drawn close to God. I've literally gone from being a fan of Jesus to a follower of Jesus. Mm. And I just think you're putting language to it. Mm. And I think that's what's been missing for so long is that we either started off in the church saying, okay, this is a place for saints and everyone just throw some scripture on your feelings and your hard moments and leave the little ratchet heathens out there. And then we move to like, honestly, almost like this Teletubby God, this come as you Mm. are. Yay. God loves you so much. Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like our generation is like, I don't know. Like, hmm. I, I, uh, th- no, there, there's some suffering here. There's yeah. some pain here that we need to righteously acknowledge, uh-huh. but not without hope. And, and then I think what's happening in this third wave of Christianity is that it's just dark. It's like, well, I mean, hmm. we shouldn't have to suffer. What do you mean? I mm. thought God was so good that we were supposed to just be in Eden already here on earth. And now I think we're trying to, I don't know, shed off the church this this pendulum this, this pendulum swing that went too far, too far to the right, too far to the left. And now we're just kind of settling in the middle. For for new believers or for believers that have doubts and questions, what would you say to them about this topic of of grit and suffering and hope? to keep them focused like wait this is what the gospel really is yeah man i think everybody would do really uh well by doing a study you know you've got to be deep of hebrews 11 the hall of fame of faith and paying attention to two things mm, that's good. the what and the why the what is what did they go through right You got Sarah, who uh, God told them, hey, I'm going to give you a son through your own womb. She probably thinking, oh, that's going to be next week. (laughs) Nope. God waited. (laughs) She's even in her 90s. Right. And like waited and waited and waited. Mm. But she trusted God. Why? Because she believed that he was not a man that he would lie and that he would keep his promise. Mm. You have Abraham who trusted God too until he was a, a hundred years old. But then God shows up and was like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to, you know, sacrifice your son though. And mm. I think God does that to us. Some of our suffering is attached to God wanting us to just cut a thing off to, 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 to just kill a thing. And, and we don't, we don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. But he looks 
at God and reckons, considers that God is able to raise him mm. from the dead. And so I, I think what we need is to look at the people in scripture that are mm. called faithful. Look at what they went through and see that nobody on this earth is exempt from suffering. Mm. But there are particular people who are able to overcome suffering because they looked at God in the midst of it. Mm. And that's what we need. Like we don't need, we don't need no, no COVID mechanisms. We don't need no, you know, medicines. We don't need, we don't need none of that. It's hard. It sucks. It's long. Mm. It's trying. It's challenging. But God. Mm. Literally. But God. Woo. All right. As we end our time here after church, because that's why I feel <laughs> like we went. Okay. Yeah, we, we the, did a little bit. You know, what? But, but honestly, I'm like, man, I wish church was like this. I wish we could mm. just like unpack. Why well, aren't we you believe. a first lady? I, I cannot believe you just called me a first lady <laughs> on my podcast. I am not a first lady. I am a pastor's wife. Okay, first lady. Oh, God, I'm just saying, like you literally can. I ain't, I could probably. Lunch. I I do go home with the pastor. Okay, I, I I should maybe just say, hey, brother, listen, okay. But I get it. Go ahead. But yes, for the, like for the sake of a question. For the sake of that question, <laughs> um, I like it because I feel like we can wrestle with our faith, define it, and then go act it out in the world. Mm-hmm. Or in our own lives, in our schools, with our kids, Lord Jesus, because they tempt you. They tempt you. Small children, they tempt you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh, a Netflix mm-hmm. spirit. It, it, honestly, my child tempts me to let her watch Netflix. I said, Lord, it's an <laughs> idol in her life I'm trying to. <laughs> um, but, but I love these types of conversations. And one of the questions that I asked, but I, I really feel like you've already answered it. But if you have something else, you can give it. I talk about, like, what can we do practically? How can we mm-hmm. actually... Take all that we've just discussed and practically do it. One, I think we have deep mm-hmm. study on Hebrews 11. Okay. Yeah. Gone yeah. to the hall of fame of faith. Is that what you called it? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Is there something else that you'd like to give? A little nugget, a little peep peep. Yeah, we've top. said it, but uh, kind of implicitly. I think I'll, I'll say what I, I said to somebody last week who's going through uh, adultery. Some, mm. you know, some their husband stepped out on them and I was like how are you how do you feel and she was like I'm I'm angry and da 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 but the interesting thing is that when we were talking she didn't seem angry she seemed happy she was talking about everything she has going on like you know her schedule like her ambitions and what I saw was someone using their ambitions and their zeal to cope and distract themselves from how they feel. And so that's why I asked the question of, how do you feel? Mm. And she was like, honestly, I f- she was like, I feel like I'm not giving room or space mm-hmm. to feel anything because I'm afraid mm. of what will happen if I do that, right? And she was like, is that okay? And I was like, it's natural. I'm not gonna say it's okay. Mm. I was like, but I think you need to feel your feelings. Come on. So that's the practical part. What is this suffering doing to you? Are you angry? Are you irritated? Mm. Are you frustrated? Let's talk about this. Are you angry at God? Are you bitter at God? Are you Mm. mad at God that he's allowing you to go through this thing? Say it then. Acknowledge it. Stop acting like it doesn't exist because it's going to come out. 
Well, in all kinds of way, in all kinds of rebellion, in all kinds of numbness. That's why you can't worship the same way. That's why you can't read the Bible without having some level of cynicism. You're even interpreting it, mm. interpreting it differently because of how you view God. And so I think you have to acknowledge it, but mm. acknowledge it alongside God. That's why we have mm. books like Lamentations and Habakkuk and Psalms. And Job, where you see people airing out their grievances, but they do it alongside God, talking to him, letting him know. And then the Holy Spirit comes and does what he has to do. So that's a really practical way. (laughs) It's like, let's stop being in denial. Oh, I just, I'm okay. We're going to go. We're going to go. I promise. But when you sit suffer alongside God. Yeah. Oh man, that got me a little bit. Because you understand somebody because I do understand. I know what it's like to be curled up in a ball with anxiety, not being able to sleep and saying, God, I know you're there. Help me. Ooh, I don't want to. And this is I got to say this, Tony. Okay. That's what makes your relationship with God real. Mm. Because at that point, it's beyond just ministry. It's beyond just, just, you know, quote unquote morality. This is like, that's where that real relationship with God is, is, is a thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sensitive. Cause I'm, I think it's cause I'm pregnant, but also cause God been so good. No, yeah, he is. (laughs) Also, I'm pregnant. You got a little necktie. You you (laughs) can tell. You can tell. <laughs> Jackie just you can't see it because you listen, but I do, I put myself on a necktie today. So yeah, okay, nice. Thank you. I was trying to be cute. Uh, and you giving it to us. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I want my mascara to stay on. Okay. Um, Lord, I lo- okay. I know what I'm supposed to do. No, this is it's on you. You have to end this off here. Okay. Me? Two things. Yeah, yeah. You. Okay. Uh, you didn't make me cry. I ain't, I ain't got nothing to give. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We do this every time with every guest. Okay. I would love, um, man, I would just love for you to speak to um, the man or woman that's just healing, man. That's curled up in a ball. Like, hmm. where do I go? I want to numb with an idol. Yeah. I want you to encourage them not to. Yeah. And you go to God instead. And then you can pray us out. And we out of here. I'll just say this. Uh with every idol, there is something about it that we are trusting it to do or be, mm. right? And so, uh, for example, in Exodus 19, uh, Israel, they create the golden calf and they, 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 they communicate the expectation is mm. make a golden calf that will go before us, mm. meaning he will guide us, he will lead us, he will protect us. Those are legitimate needs. Mm. but the problem was is that they went to an idol to get a need met when the need that they had like god could supply it Mm. and so i think what i would say is as you are tempted to choose idols over god identify to ask yourself what is it that i want so it might be comfort it might be security it might be provision. It might be acknowledgement. It mm. might be affirmation, right? Acknowledge the need and then search the scriptures for where you see God giving it mm. and supplying it. And then ask God for the faith to believe that he can be better 
than everything he's made. And I think that is a really good way to fight the the world and stuff. Well, there you have it, folks. Jackie, can you <laughs> <laughs> that's all. I mean, what else you got? Yeah, yeah, we ain't got to say nothing else, okay? Okay. This has been a That's blessing. all I got. Can you pray for us? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Father, thank you for you. Thank you for showing us your nature so mm-hmm. that we can understand you and believe you and trust you. We pray for ourselves. We pray for everyone listening, wherever they are, however they are. You see them, you know them. We pray, mm-hmm. God, that they would trust you that you would grant them faith, that you would give them faith, that even if it's a little faith, mustard seed faith, even that is enough to move mountains. And I see, I pray that they would even not like second guess their ability to trust you, but that they would just, you know, just be cool. I pray God that uh, this will be helpful, fruitful. We pray for Tony. We pray for uh, this podcast that you would continue to use her and that you would continue to just strengthen her in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being on, Jackie. No problem. (laughs) It was fun. Okay. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced and edited by Angie Elkins. The music is by Sam Collier of A Greater Story. Artwork is done by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show notes are by Allie Young of Wild Young 3. And I am your host, Tony Collier. And I want to remind you that you can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of it.